Welcome to Moms on Cloud9. During this four-part series, I'm talking about how to be an awesome Salesforce admin. And we're looking at the 40 tasks of a Salesforce admin professional. This ranges from system management, data management, to security management, and the CRM roadmap. And today we're doing that deep dive into what is a CRM roadmap. This is the exciting piece about building out the system to meet the new needs of the business and to help solve problems that they might be facing and to help improve their performance. So it's a very exciting piece and part of being a Salesforce administrator. Now to help bring this topic to life, I'm delighted to be talking today with Garda Ferrain, who's a director at Slalom, a Salesforce consultancy practice. Now Garda advises clients on a daily basis on how to develop their CRM roadmap. And as a Salesforce admin, you need to learn some of these consultancy skills so you can start to guide your team internally as well. So Garda, please do introduce yourself today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Hada, for the introduction. Hi, my name is Garda Forani. I am a director at uh, Slalom within uh, the, the Salesforce practice in, uh, in the UK. My journey with consulting started straight out of university. I, when I graduated in computer science, and then there was a job opportunity as a Salesforce consultant. I had no idea what Salesforce was at the time, um, but I never, I never looked back. I started my first role as a Salesforce consultant doing development and business analysis, uh, functional consulting, and then that grew into more solution architect and technical architect. Um, I initially worked for a French-based company uh, doing some of the large transformation in uh, based in Paris. And then I moved to the UK when I joined Accenture. And that's where I would say the scale of the project has started to grow, especially as Salesforce started to become more trusted by larger organ organization. And I had the opportunity to be involved on some of the, the biggest transformation, particularly in the utility market. Um, I've seen a lot of projects, I've seen a lot of success and a lot of failures as well. Um, when I joined Slalom about a year and a half ago, I started wearing more of a hat as an enterprise architect, helping organizations define their CRM roadmap. And that's where that previous experience come into place. And uh, I'm very passionate about helping our customers driving the success and avoiding some of the pitfalls, uh, especially as Salesforce grows really, really quickly. And we need to scale with that. Brilliant. So as you can see, I've got a perfect person to talk us through this, <laughs> this exercise today. So let's start with the question, like, what is a CRM roadmap? What are we talking about? So, okay, let's Take a step back, what is a roadmap? A roadmap is having your goals and then defining what are the steps that are going to get me to my goals. So if we apply this to a, a CRM roadmap, I would say it's the process of thinking of what do we want to get out of our CRM and then thinking about the milestones and the step um, to get there in a way that, that can apply to that um, CRM. The key value of having that CRM roadmap is bringing the thinking process of aligning our business and technology strategy, because it's one of those this earlier phases before even we think about what's the shiniest Salesforce feature that I want to implement. The first question is also need to be, where is our business heading? How are we scaling? What is our long-term strategy? 
And what happens generally in organization, those are very well known because they drive the revenue, drive, um, uh, it's important to have uh, a vision in terms of our business. And having that CRM, CRM roadmap really triggers that thinking about how do we scale our CRM to align with our business with our business um, objective and what are the steps that will uh, that will will get us there and it's something also that we do a lot in um, in uh, in slalom and it's always that first step before even we can think about the implementation we need to sit down with the executive sponsor and ask the big question what's the strategy here so the the first step is defining that business strategy what do you really want to achieve is it growing profitability maximizing the the market share um in, increasing um uh, a customer segment do we have a customer segment that we want to invest more in so those those are the early the more the high level ex executive level question and then the next step is to think about what's the vision and what's the, the mission? What are the changes that will help us achieve that business strategy? And then we, we need to start thinking about some of the KPIs that we need to track. Um, the next step is to think about the business process. And that's where the business architecture comes come into place. Um, which business processes do we need to achieve those results? Um, such if we if I think about it from a CRM perspective, it's diving a little bit deeper on the marketing processes, the sales processes, uh, the service processes, and some organization also touch into into the finance uh, aspect within the within the CRM. So it's it's all about bridging that gaps between what are the business outcomes that I want and how do I scale my business processes and finding that gaps um, between my ASIS processes, thinking about what the processes need to look like so that we can achieve those business, um, business objective. And then once we understand that, then it becomes a more of a mapping exercise. What is the solution that's going to help me bridge that gap? And then we look at um, Salesforce as a whole, for example, or of the the overall um, system architecture, and then and th and that's actually the the fun part because you have the problem, you have what you need what you need to solve, and it becomes like a puzzle. What are the components of the technology that I need to bring here to solve those um, those uh, those issues? And then we think about what are the capability that we want to achieve, and then the the exercise of that prioritization. And once you have the prioritization, then we are getting closer to our roadmap because um, ultimately what happens when you have all those capabilities, it's, it's a long-term vision. And then when you do that prioritization, you start asking the question, what needs to happen now versus what can wait until next year or versus what needs to wait two years until our business gets into that stage. And um, ideally, what we generally target working within two to five years roadmap um, and that's generally the outcome of that of that exercise is a clear if I go back to my first definition it's objective with the clear steps to that mind to those milestones so what, what it look like generally speaking kind of a two to five years um, program with a timeline and um, what needs to happen on each one of those steps with um, taking into account the dependencies between those, the scale of the organization, where it's going, um, and uh, and ultimately 
well, what needs to happen is you take the first one, you break it down into smaller problems, and that's when the requirement gathering starts happening, and we start thinking about the first version, as in the, the MVP, and that's generally the core uh, the core solution. So that's overall how I would, we would approach um, a roadmap. I hope that answers your question. Fantastic. Thank you. Yes, I think people might need to replay that and write down all the little components of it, because there's quite a lot in there, isn't there? There is. And, um, you know, it, it is really, well, I understand why it's really important and you understand because you've seen failures. And the reality is quite often when I've met Salesforce admins in job roles as part of um, working as a consultant, they struggle sometimes to get the senior management team to buy into a CRM roadmap, you know, to sort of spend the time working with them at a senior management level to map this out rather than like you know and they're running around sort of doing this doing that and there's there's not this CRM roadmap in place so what advice would you give people about how to explain why a CR roadmap is important and perhaps some of those failures as you know what would happen if they didn't have one so they can go and convince their senior managers that they need to spend time on this there are two folds here um two way I would answer that that question um, why a CRM roadmap is important comes back to the fact that why a CRM is important. And I, I think if we don't, that, that's the first step for me from an executive level and, and senior manager level, we need really to align on why a CRM is, is important. And the way I think about it is the, the CRM is basically how we are managing our relationship with our customers. The nature of that relationship has changed drastically since the rise of social media and internet and even the large scale transformation that was triggered by, um, by the pandemic. Like years back, the, the brands had the overall authority over their product and they could control all the narrative around their product and they could also control the decision-making process that the customer needs to go through to buy a product because they were the only source of information. But that, that those days are gone. What, what we are seeing today is all that power has shifted to the customer because they have access to all the information. Now, even if I think about myself as, as a consumer, before I buy something, I will I will do all my research. I will check all the social media. I will see the the brand <laughs> the brand pre presence online. So this is only to articulate work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will do yeah again, and that's that's becoming that's becoming the normal. The inf the the customer have access to all the information that they need about a product, and they are sovereign of that um, that decision making process before they choose. And, and also it's, it's becoming very easy to shift from one brand to another one. So I'm, I'm starting with this point just to articulate how empowered the customers are today. So in every business, customers really need to be at the center of their, of their, of their strategy. And therefore, a CRM needs to be the center of the strategy because now... Um, it's becoming really important to nurture those relationships with the with the customer to build that um, that trust and that loyalty. It's taking now a lot more effort. So therefore, any companies needs to invest more on on the system. That needs to be at the center of the of the of those of those strategy. So that's that's the first step. Is that's the reason the CRM 
is um, is important. Um, the second answer to my to my question is also for an admin to articulate the importance of having that CRM strategy. I think it's always bringing it back to that initial to that vision and to those KPIs because sometimes it's more about how we express something. Mm. Uh, if, you go, if you go to a decision maker and you say, "I think I need this additional field on that opportunity page layout," it might not mean anything to them. But then, if you articulate in a way that says, "I ne we need." We need to be able to drive those KPIs from our system and to be able to report on our revenue increase, on our um, op the effectiveness of our sales rep. It's not a difference, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so sometimes it's more about that. And I, I do see, and, and every, every, everyone in, um, in that position will be interested um, in that. And sometimes it also comes down to creating that awareness about the system and and the CRM and what it can do for the business because it sometimes can be underestimated how much value you can drive from a CRM when it's very well uh, defined, when it's very well implemented and built. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. So there's lots of reasons why. And to be able to put that down on paper, we're going to talk about business priorities and return investment, aren't we, as part of the conversation today. So it is about really understanding the business, what's going on, and being able to articulate in that business language, as you've said. Um, as part of a CRM roadmap, who is it that they should bring together to manage a CRM roadmap? Because the sales admin might be going, well, this is quite a lot for me to do by myself. You know, is it all weighed down to me as a job? And the reality is, no, it's not. You know, you need to have a governance structure in place. There needs to be a team of you. So could you unpack that for us, Garda, to talk a little bit more about who should you have in your team as a Salesforce team, you know, which is not just technical team members, right? But it's more than that. Um, so the, when I think about the governance stru structure, it, it always comes down again to the scale and the size um, of the of the company and how big is the implementation. Because um, I think we need we need to keep that we need to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. I can give you the ideal governance structure, but mm -hmm. not every organization can afford to have all those people. We we mm -hmm. have to keep to keep that um, to keep that in mind. But if I think about it just as a structure. Um, obviously, we, you will need an, an, an executive sponsor. That's very important. Even if they are not involved on the day-to-day -day activities, but they need to be that very vocal leader who pushes the organization and inspires everyone within, within that team. And that's the person that reminds everyone why we are doing this. It's bringing everyone together and reminding them. And, and that's why, again, they need to have that clear vision of the business. Mm -hmm. um, here's our, the objective that we have, and that's why we need, we need that, um, that, that structure. Um, then something that I see usually being over, overlooked is that delivery governance or we can call it maybe the PMO office. It's it could be one person, it could be a team, a team of people, but that person that going to think about timeline, going to think about milestones, going to do to think all about the project management side of it. And that's on a on an over overarching scale. The, the reason I, I put that on the top, because when it comes to um let's say a center of excellence or a governance structure, one thing that I find 
very important is having that clear distinction between what we are trying to achieve. What you generally find in an organization, they have a Salesforce team or a Salesforce admin. At the end of the day, it's about making changes, making improvement to the system and rolling out new, new features, uh, implementing um, add-ons to, to the product. Wh what I see a lot is there is no clear separation between what's business as usual, what's um, um, tier one application support, what's uh, data, day-to-day -day data activities, what's a continuous enhancement, and what's a major implementation. So that becomes really important to have that clear distinction. I've seen like organization where you have the same person trying to juggle all of this. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just, that's just I would say, burnout. Uh, it's, it's impossible to do. But, but also the, the downside of this is your end users don't really understand the difference. They will base a ticket that to them looks like an application support, but in reality, it's not. It's a new implementation of a, of a big feature. So having that separation into your um, into your governance structure by defining clear roles and responsibilities. If we have a team that will only look at um, the 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 defect or look at the the business as usual versus a team that can focus on bringing more changes, bringing more um, additional features. Uh, to the system. It doesn't have to be two teams, but it, thinking about this as two separate activities, even if it's one person, then we think about the time allocation that this person is only going to do part of their time on day-to-day -day activities, and the other part would be allocated to, uh, um, to, the, more, um, to the more bigger um, uh, initiative. The other element that I want to add is about empowering the end users to be also champions, because at the end of the day, they have the one coming to you with, with requests for changes, or they have the one coming to you with, with new requirements. We need to have them as part of that governance, governance process, because they have an accountability there to be the voice of the end users, but also to be part of that journey of a requirement um, a refinement uh, to be part of that testing when it, when it comes to the user acceptance uh, to be part of that acceptance as well when when you push um, things uh, to to production. So overall, I would say having clear separation between what are the type of work that we are going to to achieve and therefore having separate roles and responsibilities between um, the executive sponsor, the end users who own the, the change, uh, the admin, um, and depending on the scale, you might have a solution architect or a technical architect. Um, and then what, what the governance as well is there for is to create that accountability. Because once you have the roles and responsibility by default, you have that accountability and it's no longer all down to the admin. You have a team around the admin all owning separate part of that of that governance structure and coming together to deliver that. Mm, that's so important. Thank you for sharing that. I think you're right. You know, as a Salesforce admin, you can be like, "Oh, I'm going to do all the CRM roadmap things and forget about all the other bits, the day-to-day -day things, which are a little bit more boring." Or, um, you know, you kind of get stuck on the day-to-day -day things because you're constantly maybe fighting fires or being reactive to things, and then don't have time for the CRM roadmap. 
Um, and so it, it's interesting to see where you best fit, because I guess that's where some sales admins go, you know what, I want to be a consultant instead, so, you know, because I like doing the big picture stuff and rolling out new bits of the system. And typically that's where, you know, as a Salesforce administrator, you might decide that the next step for you is being more of a consultant um, because it gives you that opportunity to focus on the new shiny stuff, as you talked about, as opposed to, oh, no, I've got to fix another you know, duplicate issue or error rule or add a new user or whatever it is. Um, so it's really interesting breaking it down. I think that's the good thing about this topic that we're talking about generally, like the four roles of the awesome admin, like this is a component of everything um, which needs its due attention. But you might have a team because 40 tasks is quite a lot of things to do. So it might not just be you. Um, and that role of the exit sponsor that you spoke about um, is, you know, is you're not in it alone. You need that person who's your you know your backer really that the one that is leading the way because it's not your job to lead necessarily you know the whole yeah. senior management team you need the senior leader to lead you and for you to then support them in this process so I just wanted to add something about that executive sponsorship what, what mm -hmm. happens generally is you will you will always hit a point where you need a decision to be made and you're like, I'm just the admin. I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be making decisions that's going to, to change the way I don't know we are reporting on our revenue or change the way we are going to forecast. And the admin needs to be. I think that's one of the the strong qualities as well is being able to identify those points where this needs to be to go to an executive sponsor. This needs to go to somewhere who's going to drive that decision-making process. Mm -hmm. And because the CRM isn't just about the implementation and what are the features that are available, but there is so much data that comes out of the CRM that can impact the reporting of the wider organization. And it's incredibly important to have that backing of that executive sponsor who's going to be able mm. to bring the right people around to the table and get those decisions made. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things that I've noticed with a group of senior managers is they'll, there'll be a, a discussion, want for a better word, <laughs> sometimes a bit more feisty discussion than others, about the business priorities and what the return investment is. And they can struggle to really make that tangible so how do you do that with your customers? How do you get them to come up with very tangible business priorities and an ROI that they can see the evidence to make an informed decision? That's that's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit fun. <laughs> so one thing that, that we do that seems to be working well is we, we provide them with a change canvas. Uh, the change canvas is a series of questions about mm -hmm. here's what I want to achieve and why I want to achieve it. And it gets them to really think about why they want something mm -hmm. and to think about the KPIs around that. What are the KPIs that will directly be um, enhanced, uh, improved as, as a result of having this, this implemented or having this change? And sometimes they go to the change canvas and they realize, actually, I don't need that. Sometimes it could be just that initial elimination elimination process, but there will be a lot of lot of uh, cases where that happens. And and to me, it's important whenever we are thinking about the the privatization, to have that level of thinking happened beforehand, which is here's what I want and here's why I want this, and what's the what's the regret if this doesn't happen. That's also very important. Mm. What's going to be the cost 
if we don't do that. And there is always the, the two other elements that I add that tend to always bump the priority is, does it have a material impact on revenue if we don't do this? Does it have any compliance or any regulation impact? Because sometimes it doesn't matter how boring the task is, for compliance reason, you have to do it, then it becomes mm -hmm. a completely different conversation when it comes to, uh, to business privatization. So those tend to start with having the KPIs. Some mm -hmm. of those KPIs can be stronger than other ones. The, the benefit, uh, thinking about the, the, the regret of, of not doing that. So once we gather all of that, I like working with the cost benefit um, analysis where we have the, the quadrant, of effort and um, um, effort and value, uh, and it's basically getting everyone in the same room or the same mirror board and doing that exercise of agreeing for each one of those items from an, an effort perspective. And when we say, when we think about effort again, it's not just about the effort of implementing it. Sometimes it's a business change effort. Sometimes we need to, to train a lot of people uh, to do this, uh, to use these new functionalities. Sometimes it just, it's just about enabling a new feature in Salesforce and it doesn't have any customization, but in terms of adoption, it can be a high effort. It's something that I would invite admin to think about when we think about the effort of bringing an, impl an implementation. It's, it's not just about your effort as an admin, it's the impact on the wider organization. And then we think about the value. What's the value that it's going to bring to the business and trying as much as we can to quantify that. And that can be sometimes difficult. But when we think harder, again, it depends. It depends on the scenario. As an example, for example, I uh, I I've seen a lot when we think about the uh, service cloud or customer service. What's the generally the KPIs that you will have is I want to reduce reduce the cost, um, increase the revenue. When we think about the, an operational, uh, the operational side of a of a call center. One of the KPI we can think about from a customer satisfaction is how long it takes a customer to get their query resolved mm -hmm. or from the time they pick up the phone to talk to, uh, um, to a customer service rep, how long, how long it takes them. Um, and you'll be surprised but I've worked with organization where it's 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's something, uh, as an example, that can easily be fixed by technology. <laughs> and, and for example, this is a KPI where we can think about my it takes our customer, for example, today 30 minutes as, as a result, um, the, the cost of service is, is high because that person sitting on, on, on the other end, it takes them also longer to find out more information about their customer when they, when they start that journey. So this is, this is, an example where it's easier to bring it into reality and to quantify it. If we can think about the solution that can bring that 30 minutes down to five minutes, mm. then that's, that's a winner. You can directly find that correlation between cost, the cost of implementation versus the value of saving and drive that business case, business case around it. And I would encourage everyone to start thinking about that. Even start thinking out of the box. If our 
Um, if going back to uh, the business value and business priorities as well, thinking about customer retention, thinking about customer loyalty and how those changes can impact that relationship. Because at the end of the day, it's a CRM. It's about how, how, how we manage that relationship with the customer. Absolutely. And I love that the fact, you know, you talk about using tools and templates with your clients around these things, because I think one of the hard things to do sometimes is to focus people and, you know, to get their attention and to keep their minds because they've got their day jobs that they're doing. And they're like, oh, my God, do I really need to think about this? And how do I think about it? So um, what we did at Supermums as part of our consultancy skills course to help Salesforce admins is is give them a whole set of tools and templates so they don't have to think about creating one themselves like what questions am I meant to ask so all those uh, templates and tools that you mentioned around ROI and everything um, we've already you know we've put together to help equip people um, so it, it would be worth talking about some of those skills that we feel that Salesforce admins need at this point because we find that, you know, the reason we started that course, for example, was, you know, people have done the Salesforce admin course, they've learned how to build workflows and flows and fields and reports and dashboards. And that's great as the day to day tasks. But actually, building a CRM roadmap requires a different skill set and thought process, doesn't it? Um, what do you think is really important, you know, to kind of focus some time on to feel confident in this type of position? The, the first one I would say is the art of asking question. And I, I describe this as being a business analyst. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the, the business analysis is very, very key. And I can I can tell you that I'm I'm seeing a strong correlation between the success of a project and the presence of strong team of, of business, business analysts. Mm -hmm. And um, and you, you we, we've also seen that Salesforce now have a business analyst certification mm -hmm. that, that just uh, shows how even Salesforce themselves are seeing the importance of that of that skill. Um, business analysis, uh, the business analysis, a simpler way I would describe it is what really um, is the person that ensures that what we are doing is really what's needed. Mm -hmm. And that's both in the sense of a broad scope and in the fine detail. It's having that matching business analysis in term, in, in a way a translator, someone who translates those business requirements into system requirement and making sure also that what we are doing in our implementation is actually what's needed. And there is no gap between those two and aligning those, um, those, two, um, the, those two together. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's really, really important because it helps identify and articulate that need for, for change um, to facilitate that change and, and define solution that will maximize how we can deliver the best outcome for that and um, for that requirement the second one is that scrum master as well again thinking about the the agile um the agile methodology that person who's going to collaborate and create that space for both the business who come with the requirement and the team to build uh, to build a solution this the the really the the scrum master can think about the planning and how do we uh, create our product backlog and how do we plan this? The, 
The reason I really like the role of the Scrum Master is it allows the developer and it allows the people who are doing configuration to actually focus on what they really want to do and not really worry about all the planning and all the tasks and all the milestones. You have, in a way, delegating that to the, to the yeah, Scrum Master. Time. And then you, you can focus on the actual, um, on the actual build. Uh, again, if I go back to uh, to the roadmap, the architect role is is important, um, or or even having that architecture thinking, which is when when I look at the requirement as an as an admin is trying to think about it from a the bigger picture. Where does this fit in my overall implementation? Mm. Start to think about how does this impact this other other implementation and bringing it all together. Um, because that's something that can happen. We can get a little bit too focused on achieving that one feature, but overlooking how is it impacting other things. And that's where that architecture thinking come into place. And and in the same in the same spirit, uh, I would say always keeping up to date with Salesforce changes and enhancement. That's in a way a skill, uh, always be aware because it's growing so fast. And by the time you are thinking of an implement, implement something and customizing it, it might be already available. Yeah, absolutely. And and that comes back to that thinking of the bigger picture. It could be that other feature that Salesforce has just released, mm. it might not directly solve my problem, but I can use it in a different way. I can present it to my end users and convince them that this could be the solution. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? There's always these additional skills on top. And, you know, this part, I like the fact that you talked about being an architect as well, because you won't be all these things from day one, right, as the Salesforce admin. You're going to develop, you're going to learn, um, you're going to build yourself up and you know working towards architect certifications is where you can go right you know that's your roadmap and what we found at supermums quite often is that you know if an admin's new in their role the CRM roadmap bit might be a bit beyond them which is when they will work with a Salesforce consultancy so I've worked with a lot of admins in their job because they'll do the day-to-day -day stuff but the CRM roadmap piece the next bit they'd work alongside a consultancy so how do you work alongside Salesforce admins like how does that fit work the best how yeah so uh, you, you said it defining a roadmap is probably one of the places where we provide a lot a lot of value we do like working with that um crm admin because what is when i think about it when a consultancy like slalom come, comes in um to define a crm roadmap on one way, we are clueless about the ASIA's implementation. We have all those things to learn. And mm -hmm. that's where we, we work with the, with the, with the admin because the, 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 the roadmap process would generally takes maybe 10, let's say, let's say 10 weeks. We'll probably be spending the, two, the first two weeks just learning about the ASIA's, learning about the pain point, learning about what's... Um, what are the challenges, but also learning about all the hopes, hopes and, uh, and wishes where the organization is going. So it, for us, it's, it's a combination of working with the executive level, understanding where the organization is heading and what are the, 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 what's the business strategy 
but also sitting down with the admin, doing sh shadowing the, the admin, shadowing the end users to start to really get into, um, into the details and understanding how the system is operating today. We do bring that fresh look uh, where we can ask some maybe challenging question, how can we, how can we improve this? But we really value working with those admin that not only they know the system, but also have access to all the users and have already established a trusted relationship with the, with the end users. So when we come as a consultant, ideally we want to work as one team because we bring different strengths. Um, the admin bring their understanding of the current platform, bring their understanding of what's not really working, but also of what's working. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also that access and trust with the with the end users, and it really allows that conversation to be much easier when we ask questions about what needs to happen, what needs to improve, what's not really working quite um, quite right, and and the lesson learned from previous implementation. Um, always happens like the admin definitely had some. Uh, challenging implementation that they've done in the past and trying to learn from that and incorporate those learning into that CRM roadmap. So I definitely see it as, as a teamwork. Mm, you're shadowing each other, let's face it, <laughs> and learning from each other. So it's great. It's a great opportunity, isn't it? And I think that's where we've seen, you know, people who've skilled up as admins go into a job, then they've been able to work alongside a consultancy, um, and then they've learned from that consultancy how it works, and then they've flourished into a, a CRM system manager role, and they can do some roadmap work, and then they've become consultants in their own right, you know, and, and work for consultancies. So it's part of that learning journey. So I suppose I just really want to finish on that point of you know, don't feel overwhelmed by listening to this conversation, but learn about what you need to learn, you know, create that roadmap for yourself, your own personal learning roadmap, um, you know, have that awareness of it, because it's fantastic to be able to change and improve businesses to perform better. It goes back to Jada's point around, um, you know, being able to revolutionize how that business functions and improving its revenue or decreasing its costs, you know, it goes back to that ROI. And as a sales professional, you're part of that journey um, and you're part of being able to make that happen. And so helping organizations and teams see the possibilities and see what they could achieve is really valuable. And that's the power that you have as a Salesforce admin stroke, you know, architect, you know, from start to finish. But you might play a slightly different role in that journey, depending on where you are in your learning journey. So, um, Garda, thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Um, it's been really useful to see your insight. And, you know, you've just had such a wealth of experience, haven't you, from your own journey, right? Thank you so much, Heather, for giving me the opportunity to share. That's been it's been a lovely conversation. No, it's been fantastic. And you didn't know all this from day one, did you? <laughs> You've learned on the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's so important. So um, you know, do do lean in, learn. Um, you can connect with uh, Garda on LinkedIn. Is that the best place to find you? If you want to that is that is the best place, yes. Fantastic. Um, and obviously Slalama there, if you do want help and you want to get some support with your own system as well where you're working right now so thank you so much if you enjoyed the show today please do um rate and review us on itunes 
And you can visit our website and blog to download the free 40 um, task Salesforce admin action plan. So if that will benefit you, then you know where to find it on our website. If we can help you upskill in consultancy skills, then do also visit our website to find out more about that. We help equip you with tools and templates, but also help you complete the business analysis certification that Garda mentioned as part of the podcast today as well. So um, we will get you from A to Z with live training and peer support to come and support you on that journey. So thank you for listening once again, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care. Bye.